Jesse G with uh, the tweet of the day hits us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line to kick off hour two. With I think I already knew this, but Trevin cemented my belief in this, and it's the very popular meme of the dude that's sitting at a table. He's got a cup of coffee, and there's a sign in front of his table that says, you know, essentially change my mind, and everyone puts a, a different theory in front of it. This is the one that Jesse G put in front of that meme. The players fan like, fans like the most are the ones they would hate if they were on the opposite team. Change my mind. That's a great theory. No, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Because, look, I'm, I'm digging some Trevin Michael. He's pretty fun, man. He's pretty fun. I saw Shep's tweet, which was dead on and really, really fun to, to think about. And I got to be honest with you, I hadn't even thought about it. But Andrew Shepard, our spotter on the Sooner Radio Network, threw this out yesterday, and I just thought it was I thought it was fantastic. You think about this staff. Jake Bennett's a Bixby kid. David Sandlin's from Owasso. Kate Horton's from Norman. Your closer, Trevin Michael, is from Piedmont. That's pretty awesome. It's not just... It's not just that Oklahoma is going to the World Series. Josh, they're going to the World Series on the backs of a pitching staff that is all Oklahoma bred. That's pretty awesome. That is great. And, you know, a program like Oklahoma, I'm not saying that everybody has to be that way, but you have to have some in-state hits, right? If you're going to have this thing remain successful, you've got to get somebody, a couple of kids out of Tulsa, a couple of kids out of Oklahoma City, that develop either come in and immediately are that guy or develop into you know bona fide arms for you. And uh, Oklahoma's found that, some star power across the lineup too. And it's, it's great, right? You love the homegrown talent. No, oh, absolutely. So if you missed it, here is the full final call. From Toby Rowland on the Sooner Radio Network. It was, in a word, fantastic and didn't include adios. One strike away. Oklahoma leads at 11 to 2, the decisive game three of the Blacksburg Super Regional. Michael kicks and fires. Got him! Swinging! And you can unhitch the wagon! Put the ponies in the board! We're taking them to Omaha! The Sooners have run to the roar and all the way to the college baseball promised land. Oklahoma is going back to the party. And there's a mosh pit at second base. Kendall Pettis chunks a glove. They're being handed hats that say we're headed to Omaha. And the Sooners, they did it on the road in the mountains of Virginia. A dominant performance on Sunday. Final score in Blacksburg. It's Oklahoma 11 and Virginia Tech 2. Okay, one quick side note to that. Right, great call. How awesome were the Sooner fans that were there? I mean, Vatek, that is a decisive home field advantage. They've been a really good home baseball team this season. 
and they've had great crowds all season long. And to have to have Oklahoma go in there, a team that at home was 33 and 7 this year and beat them twice? Josh, that's that's incredible. It is. Obviously, they've been really good there and Oklahoma went down there laid the foundation for how the series was going to go in game one, was just able to hang on, and then, boy, they just really heated the bats up, uh, obviously, on, on Sunday to win this thing. And that that was kind of the case in the Gainesville Regional, too, right? Got out 2-0 mm-hmm. and into the uh, winner's bracket regional final portion of it, and then little stumble, but then no big deal, able to find their way out of it, and I think that bodes well again for this team heading up to Omaha. It's been an Oklahoma team that, for now a hot minute, has been playing well away from Norman. I think they felt snubbed by the fact that they didn't earn one of those 16 regional hosting sites. And lo and behold, here they are. Now they've proven to the committee, you know what, you guys got this wrong. So afterwards, Toby caught up. With Skip Johnson. More of the celebration will ensue. We're going to talk now with Skip Johnson. Post-game interview always brought to you by Brahms. Coach, congratulations. What a performance today. Yeah, it was really good. I thought Cade was really good. Offense was really, really good. And it got him, made his breaking ball better, made his fastball better, made his command better. And we just kind of kept tacking on as it went. And that was really our that's our identity in our offense. And, and it was really good to see. One of the most dynamic offenses in America. And with everything on the line today, you held him to two hits. Well, I mean, that's just Cade. I mean, he did a great job and, and get, went with the game plan, and that was what. Well, we got an ice bucket on Skip. We got the ice bucket on Skip in the middle of the interview. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it, Coach. <laughs> I wasn't setting you up. <laughs> you all right? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I, I saw him headed your way. I'm sorry about that. No worries. You set me up. I didn't set you up. I had nothing to do with it. Um, how about uh, the defense today? I mean, Kendall's plays, diving stop by Robertson, everybody. Yeah, that was uh, really, really spectacular. I mean, the play, the play uh, he made down the line, and then his next at bat was a home run. That was what was so cool about the game. We talk about stuff like that, and, and it came to fruition. I mean, it was beautiful. What does this mean to you, Coach? You're going back to Omaha as the head coach of a baseball team. Well, I mean, it means a lot, but it more means for the players. I mean, it ain't about me. You know, I'm, I'm going to be here and be gone. It means about the program, the University of Oklahoma, what it stands for, and these players. Congratulations, Skip. Thank you. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I think... If you take a moment and and if you really look at Skip Johnson's – well, let's do twofold here. Number one, listen to Skip Johnson, the person, and then – there we go. Then take some time to look at Skip Johnson's path, right? Think about where he's been as a coach. He spent – 12 seasons at Navarro College, 12. And then in 2007, he makes the move to to Texas to be Augie Garrido's guy in 2007. Um, Obviously, they had, a, from what I understand, a great relationship. But, you know, when, when Augie 
retired in 2016. Somehow a dude that had been there with him, what, essentially 10 seasons, is is kind of, he's left on the sidelines. And, you know, that year he had still Oklahoma, works with Pete for a season, and then the next thing you know he takes over as the head coach. And we've lamented a lot the 2020 season, right? Because that 2020 season is when we thought, Josh, that Oklahoma was loaded for bear, right? They had the roster. They had the, the pitching staff. I mean, all three of those dudes are climbing up in the big leagues right now. And I think what, Steel Walker, wasn't he on that uh, 2020 squad or no? He may not have been. It may have been the year before. But the, the pitchers they had at the very least, I mean, are top prospects in organizations right now. That pain still is there. But to see this team struggle a bit last season and then struggle early this year and ride this momentum into the playoffs or the postseason and then on to Omaha, I mean, what a story. What a story for Skip Johnson. Beyond just this team, that individual has had one hell of a path. It really mirrors Kansas basketball. Right. You know, especially if if Oklahoma goes on and wins the national championship, then it will really – really mirror Kansas basketball oh, to I where you're saying. you feel 2020 was a year that got taken from you. And with Oklahoma's frontline starting pitching that season, Oklahoma looked like for the first time in the Skip Johnson era, it was set up for a deep, deep postseason push. It didn't uh, obviously get to materialize because of the COVID-19 cancellation of the right. season. Then the following year was, you know, ho-hum. That was the case for Kansas. And then now look at Oklahoma in this season. You're kind of almost trying to say, you know what, 2020, we got we got your back. That was a calling card for Kansas. I don't know. Yep. If, I mean, doesn't feel like Oklahoma spent a bunch of time talking about that. Maybe it's more of a fan thing. But, uh, I mean, the parallels are there, potentially. Right. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. Kendall Pettis had a day, um, had the top play on SportsCenter's top 10, um, hit a bomb, Toby with KP. What a day, man. I mean, what a man, day. It's freaking crazy, man. I can't believe it, man. Everybody, only people that believed it is us, man. So this is a proud moment for us, man. You see, I done lost my voice, but I'm so proud of these guys, man. You don't understand. Tell me about the catch, the, the first one, the flipping over the wall catch. I mean, I knew it was going to stay up in the air because he hit it pretty high. And I, I kept taking my eye off, looking at it, looking at the wall, trying to see where the wall was. And I was just like, you know what? I, th- I feel like I can catch it. So I just jumped up and tried to grab it. And I was, I mean, once I grabbed it, I got clipped by the wall. But it was, I, mean, I was like, I just kept it in my glove. And I was just happy. With, I was happy to get it out for Kate. We got to get home in time for you to see Sports Center tonight. Oh, yeah, I think I you're going to be out there. Oh, yeah, I think I'll be on there again. So, <laughs> hey, that's, it don't matter, man. I'm just glad that the team is going back to Omaha, man. This is so unbelievable, man. I love this team so much. You've been lifting? How about all this postseason power you're showing? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel I just got confident. You know what I mean? I, I started off regionals with a, with a home run. It kind of just, you know, boosted my boosted my confidence. So I'm just glad to just be a small part of the team. And, you know, just, uh, you know, keep it going. You know what I mean? How's it feel right now? I mean, this is the greatest feeling I've ever had in my life. You know, this is a dream for a kid, for every kid that wants to that plays baseball. I've been dreaming about this since I've been going, since I was a kid. I've been going to Omaha since I was a young kid. And so for me to finally be able to go and play in it, I mean, it's like it's unbelievable. It's a dream come true. Sensational performance today, young man. Thank you. Thank you. Let's. Oh, wait, hold on. What did he say at the end there? Let's go. Kendall Pettis. Oh, let's go. 
Yeah, what a what, what a, a guy. Stud. What an interview. What a stud. I don't think I've heard KP before. Um that was awesome. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Uh, you know what I'm doing? I'm emailing Eric Collier right now. Can we please get Kendall Pettis on the show? <laughs> that was awesome. Good stuff. All right, um, let's take a break. Let's stay on the clock here. When we come back, Cade Horton and Tanner Treadway from down on the field. It's Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. A lot of things, a lot of things to get to on the excitement of not just baseball going to the World Series, but the softball national championship. So let's go. It's Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. It's funny. Uh, I keep forgetting that y'all don't get to sit and listen to the whole show for all three hours every day. I get it. I understand it. Uh, I wish you would. It helped Josh and my pocketbook a little bit, but it's fine. I understand. Got to get those ratings trending up. But for the 214, why did the ESPN announcer seem so pro Virginia Tech? He sounded more excited when they scored. Was I being paranoid? We talked about this a little bit last hour. I, there was a stretch on Saturday when I was, at a, I was in a place that I couldn't sync things up, so I had to listen to a lot of ESPN. And I liked the analyst, but he just never got to talk. It was like everything was the play-by-play guy, which, again, is fine, but not really. And then I heard a Virginia Tech home run, that terrible home run call. And then on Sunday, early on, I couldn't get things synced up because I had company, and – I, I, I'm with you. I literally started to tweet, but I saw Josh Calloway's tweet, so I just retweeted it and gave Toby's link. But when, when people that are relatively unbiased and cover the team and have that take, you're like, yeah, there's something up here. And I'm a homer. I mean, I, I can't be unbiased when I watch OU events, but it literally seemed like everything Oklahoma did to these dudes was a surprise and shocked them while everything Virginia Tech did was the greatest thing they'd ever seen. And again, I shouldn't say they, because like we've talked about a lot, Josh, the analyst dude was pretty good. He really was. It's just he wasn't allowed to talk too terribly. Yeah, what did you say the Virginia Tech graduate who was doing play-by-play, what was his name? (laughs) I don't think it was – I I don't think he was a Virginia Tech grad. Are you sure? Um, It it seemed like it, but – I, I can confirm that John Schriffen is not. But Lance Cormier, I thought, was really good. I just – I thought he was great. But what do I know? Yeah. But, right? If what we could I just know? get Schriffen to lose that corny adios home run call, it or, could really do wonders for him. Or Norse know something more about the other team. Don't just pick one team and that's what you load up on. Know a little bit more about both teams. That would be my challenge to ESPN talent. It's tough, right? It's tough. I get it. It's hard. But it pays really well. They give you a lot of money to do those games. A lot. So you can take that time to invest. I'll tell you, I told you guys this the other day. Westwood won. A lot of money to do those games. So I'm going to be juiced for both teams because I know at the end of the day, I want to make that money again next year and the next year and the next year. (laughs) So I just thought it was terrible. I mean, I just, I can't, 
Yes, I get it. Every single time we talk about broadcasters, well, you do anything to be there. Sure, I would. Absolutely. And I hope I wouldn't suck like that. Meanwhile, afterwards, which is why you should always sync things up. Lesson to all you all. Don't put your faith in the talent that they hire to call games. Put your faith in your Sooner peeps. We got you. With that in mind, speaking of Sooner peeps, Sooner born, Sooner bred, Cade Horton on the field with Toby afterwards. What a special season he had. Cade, look at KP and Cade. What a job today, man. What a job. How does it feel right now? It feels awesome. Um, this is everything this team's worked for, and, you know, we, we, we still got more to go, though. What was the goal today? I mean, these guys hit five homers and scored 14 runs yesterday. What was your mindset going into this start? Uh, just to tag guys, um, get ahead and counts, and uh, get the leadoff guy out and let my defense work behind me. Was there a point where you said, I can handle this. I can handle these guys. Uh, yeah, I th I'd say after the first inning, you know, I, I just I just wanted to go out there and attack. That's That was what I wanted to do all game, and, and that's what I did. So. How about the defense behind you today? It was spectacular. I mean, guys are making plays all over the field. Uh, Wally with a with a great play at third, and then KP with two diving catches. Um, it was it was awesome. It was it was awesome. You're going, kid from Norman High, going to Omaha, my man. How's it feel? Uh, it's I, I can't even put into words how amazing this feels, and and how how this team has battled all year long, and um, we've we've still got more to go, and we've accomplished a lot. So sensational. Way Thank to go, you. Cade. Thank you. Toby on the field with Cade Horton. Did you see that they found his tweet from when he committed, Josh, where he had put Norman to Omaha, and then it played out. You had a chance to watch this kid a lot whenever he was in high school, and I remember you were you were talking him up, I mean, for both, because remember, he was going to try to do both football and baseball, and then he had the injury that kind of shut him down during his first season. But he's, not only has he been special this year, but I'm looking forward to Friday nights in 2023. It's going to be something. Yeah, and, you know, coming off of his injury, kind of feels like he's just now, right? I, I had a couple of people that were watching the games, well, the game yesterday, like, ooh, six-something ERA. That <laughs> scares me off a little bit. I said, hang on. He's uh, hitting his stride here late, probably just now, kind of getting back fully healthy in that recovery and when he's right he could be an absolute stud right. I always 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 thought his future at Oklahoma was in baseball and that's pretty tasty right when you put out there Norman to Omaha and then hey no big deal first full Here's season your, playing it happens got a college world series delivery for you knock knock I here's quick sidebar on a very selfish personal note it's a plank show right here on the ref I always wanted to go to Omaha. Always have, always will. Always, you've I've you've never, been. never been for I've this never event? Been. I've never been to the College oh, World Series. Oh, man, you got to go. Um, it is, and I, so, again, I'm a homer. Toby's my guy. And when I heard him talking about making the trip to Omaha, it got me, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there tearing up just thinking. Because, again, you're, T-Row has been the play-by-play -play boy since 2011. That's when he and I started together. And so then in that 2012 baseball season, I started filling in when he couldn't do games. And it was, it was a big-time moment for me because, uh, well, to, to be I was 
I was kind of in a spot where I was scratching and clawing, like I do now, right? Patching shows together, doing everything I could. But I really, really fell in love with college baseball. And I liked it, right? I, I enjoyed it. I fell in love with college baseball. I fell in love. That was the start of falling in love with the journey, right? And when Toby came back, I got to do sidelines, dugout reports, if you will. And it was great. And I'll never forget, you know, being down there for dog piles, being down there for the Big 12 championship that year, or maybe it was 13. Uh, and then, you know, going to LSU and thinking with John Gray and Dylan Overton, this this team had a one-two punch that had a chance to knock out LSU and guys like Max White, who you you just fall in love with, right? Watching him play. And to see it come up short, in my mind, I had already made my reservations for Omaha, right? Well, they didn't get it done there. Obviously, there was a you know a couple tough patches seasons after that where they didn't make the postseason. Uh, I moved on to softball, and obviously, the rest is history for me. I mean, it's a whole different love that I never could have imagined for a sport and for a person in Patty Gasso. But there's still every so often you're like, man, Omaha looks pretty awesome. A couple years ago, my boss in Tulsa, Don Christie, had always wanted to go. When Arkansas made the trip, he went. So this is me being envious, which I think is one of the seven deadly sins. But in my envy, I hope those of you who have the opportunity go. I hope you do. It's... It's not a long drive, but it's not a short one. It's, it's not an expensive ticket, but it's not a cheap one. But it's also, it's an event, man. It's an event that is just incredible. And I've been fortunate over the last few years to where SiriusXM has allowed me to do the postgame shows. So it's almost as if, all right, so as soon as softball throttles down I'm all in on baseball and thankfully to have the Sooners there dude I I'm on cloud nine right now it's incredible my charge to you go go if if you're on the fence if it's like uh go if you are having to debate with your wife which is a debate I have every so often I'll call her for you give me her phone number but seriously have her listen to this show because as someone who's never been and has watched from afar from the time when, gosh, she was the little slappy left-handed left hitter for LSU that hit one out. Uh, Warren Morris that won the World Series for LSU. Watching 1994 being new to Oklahoma. I had just moved to Oklahoma, and these dudes win a national championship. You know, lamenting that my school, I was at Tulsa, didn't have college baseball, Right. This is the ultimate event for this sport. And everything about it is as advertised. From people who have gone, from people who have played in it, even when it's at Rosenblatt to where it is now. What's in Meritrade Field? Go. It's my charge. Now, don't start crowdsourcing for tickets, all right? Now, my point is, we don't need to go fund me to get you a grand to go to Omaha. All right, don't do that. GoFundMes are for people who are in life or death situations. I don't need you starting to GoFundMe to get your tickets in order to go to Omaha. But as the great Khalil Mack once said during the Raiders' impractical and an impressive run in 2016, by any means, by any means, you need to be there. And I'm pretty confident in the Sooners' future and where they're going, but you never know. It might be a decade. It might be five years. 
It might be three years. You never know what could happen in that span. Well, It might be next year, Josh, but you just don't want to risk that. Here's the other part of this, too. In the transfer portal age, in this world where we just see relocations and relocations all across the board, to restock, to not rebuild, but to reload in today's college baseball, college athletics in general, we... I don't think we can overstate how important how important this one College World Series run could be for OU baseball. I know that OU baseball is trying to draw up interest to get uh, some renovations done at Eldale Mitchell Park. Obviously, they're trying to engage with you to get you out to Eldale Mitchell Park. And the, the number one way always to do that is to do this, is to go out and earn your attention earn your respect, get to Omaha, play on the biggest stage. But then again, just the the transfer portal aspect of this, to stay at this type of level and make routine regional appearances and regional final appearances and off to the super regional round. Okay, and now they're back in Omaha. It it takes a first trip under Skip Johnson into Omaha. And uh, I I just will see what plays out coming up in the College World Series for this Oklahoma team. Heck, I think they can go win the thing the way that they're playing right now. Uh, They're not the favorite, but I think they've got a chance potentially to do that. I don't think that's out of the realm, obviously, of possibility here. And just simply getting here, Plank, what what this could do for the program, this is something we'll look back on in in five, ten years, and we'll reevaluate and we'll say, you know, that was really that team – Pettis and Treadaway and Peyton Graham and everything and Jake Bennett, that mm. group, they really – Spikerman, they really laid the foundation for the direction this thing was going to head. Or we'll look back and maybe say, ah, what, what could have been? They didn't capitalize off of that. Time will tell, but uh, in this day and age, I mean, a run like this can really pivot the direction of the program, just one of them. Yeah, I agree. And with so much that you have on the line right now, you have a pending move to the SEC. And listen, I, I hate to keep just going back to things that Toby said, but to me, no one covers baseball like he does. And I don't know if there's anyone as passionate about it as TJ is, um, but they were talking about SEC and everyone pretends like every single SEC program has the elite of the elite facilities. Well, that ain't true. Oklahoma's got a very viable stadium in baseball for competing in the SEC, but you want to be elite. And there is a stadium renovation project that still needs your funding. It's amazing what a trip to Omaha can do, Josh, to kind of ratchet up that excitement, that can kind of ratchet up the the donors. Look, uh, you know, Joe Castiglione has talked about it quite a bit, or maybe more specifically people around Josie have talked about it quite a bit. When they won that national championship in football in 2000, Josh, it changed everything. It absolutely did. Suddenly the money was there for the the renovation of the east side and to expand things and to do things or get things where they needed to be. Being in a championship, Oklahoma winning a softball national championship compelled Tom and Judy Love to say, this is where we want to be. Who knows what going to Omaha is going to do beyond just this team is good, right? And that's a great point, dude. Yeah, It's it's beyond just, hey, this is a good team. The future of the program – it. It can be absolutely catapulted by this. No doubt. This group we could be looking back on 
all of these items we're talking about, yeah, the fundraising donations element of it, and and then just being a more attractive location for potential you know transfer players for this signing class for the following signing class, it can be a transformative type of run in the postseason for Oklahoma, and it only gets more transformative the better this week sure. goes sure. in Omaha, sure. Nebraska. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right, so when we come back, we'll hear from Tanner Treadaway to complete our cycle of Oklahoma on-the-field interviews after the game on Sunday. You heard from Skip Johnson. You heard from Kendall Pettis. You heard from Kate Horton. When we come back, we'll hear from Tanner Treadaway right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Hour 2 is always brought to you by Allison Insurance with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Um. We got it's kind of wild. I've been I've had Sports Center and the debate shows on this morning in the Goldsby Studios. The, I, I I guess I'm confused by something, Josh. Do they What just, are you confused by? I mean, why not more college baseball? I mean, there was nothing and, and ESPN holds all the rights to college baseball. I, I mean, f- they they own it. I feel like I probably know the answer to this and this Go could ahead. be the competitors at work as well as you pointed out right there espn owns the rights they're broadcasting every college baseball super regional start to finish which you know we pick on what was a wildly biased broadcast but generally speaking it's great to see these games televised so that part of it's tremendous espn's got those rights okay good we got that did did any of the debate shows talk about Oklahoma softball winning the national championship? No. Yeah. Well, I, I saw – that's too bad. I saw Shannon Sharp tweet about it. It right. was hopeful that he no. and Skip would, you know, at no. least give it a couple of minutes. But Not yeah. a word. Not a word. Now, I again, I'm not going to lie to you. Do I sit and watch these things start to finish? No. But there was – It would know, have I, made its way back to you if they had. I think they would have. I, I will say there was a lot about Jocelyn, right? And uh, Beer League Softball Bro was very upset by the fact that some were comparing, you know, who would you rather pitch to, Jocelyn Allo or Barry Bonds? And uh, is she the greatest ever? Is this the greatest team ever? So there was some of that. I saw Around the Horn did a little bit on that. Whenever – some of the things on Around the Horn. I try to watch everything, guys, so I'm educated and I, and I feel smart. But, like, that, that show at, at its core – has is a good idea but it's almost as if it's i mean i love arnie to death but it's almost like my fight with arnie where it's essentially hey what's the stupidest thing i can say tonight and i kind of feel like that's what around the horn has become how dumb can we sound but they did they had a discussion about it so i like that it's talked about but we had this conversation with college football how much college football does does espn even talk about you know, even when we're in season, it's so dominated by the NFL, and understandably so. But I, don't, I guess I don't understand. The NBA, to me, really missed an opportunity this weekend. You know when the last time the NBA took a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday off in the middle of an NBA Finals? I, I, I couldn't find that they ever did it. Ever. Yeah. Gosh. Well, ever. They, they played on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. They didn't play Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, I was thinking Thursday. Where they take a uh, – where they take a Saturday Sunday off, it had happened on, it had happened two last year, 
But prior to that, it was always Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Tuesday. And for some reason, it's just we're, we're taking a weekend off. Why not have a game on Sunday? So I think they missed an opportunity for that. But I'm just shocked. I, I'm shocked by how much it's still. I mean, what more can you say about the series when there's no games going on? Did you see the note? There's been six media availabilities and four games in the NBA Finals so far. So instead of just sitting around and constantly debating, is this, hold on, um, I wrote this down. Can this be the defining series of Steph Curry's career? What, what, what more definition to Steph Curry's career do we need? Like, what, did we forget that he won a title before Katie got there? Or no, is that just kind of, is that old, people don't remember that? I don't. I don't get it. Never have. Just the finals MVP thing. You know, uh, for that debate, for that topic of conversation, I will say Friday night was a big-time statement for Steph. For him to do what he did in that game, and if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about here, he willed Golden State to even this series at two apiece. No, but, you know, Clay Thompson finally hit some shots late. Draymond Green was really a no-show throughout, even though he made a play or two coming down the home stretch after he had been reinserted into the game. But, I mean, it was the Steph Curry show, directing traffic, sure. scoring the basketball. That was, for him, it, it was a strong statement that if they go on to win this NBA Finals – and if, who knows, they, they rattle off, a, you know, a three-peat or something here in the next couple of seasons, win this one and then add two more, it's going to be hard for people to say that Steph Curry's not right there, Mount Rushmore yeah. of professional players, and certainly, you know, then that locks him into the top ten or top five or whatever. When we get into those types of debates, Friday night was important for him in that sure. regard because, Plank, dude, he was on another level. It was great. It was great to watch. But, like, my point is, we can talk about that Saturday, talk about it a little bit on game day, but why not give more to baseball? Why not invest a little bit more time? And I understand some would say, oh, well, it's an automatic tune-out. I disagree with that. I really do. I think, you know, I always had this theory that it's what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And I know in some instances, I can put all my passion, love, and fire into NASCAR, and y'all aren't going to be as passionate as I am. But I think with the resources around it, if ESPN decided, hey, we're going to do more than just four highlights from a game and then go. If you brought in, I mean, you've got 16 analysts that you're using here. If you brought in, a, I don't even know, is Ben McDonald still doing Bring someone in studio. I don't understand why there's not more buzz about it. But we just continue to manufacture conversations about the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's my frustration. Totally agree. 1,000% on board with what you're saying there. And I think softball's a good sport to look at in exactly what you're discussing here. Sure. If softball was just given the the cold shoulder, you know, uh, nobody cares about that. It's a it's a women's sport. People don't want to watch it. And there's a sexist approach to it, whatever. It doesn't get the coverage. Then Then guess what? People around here, it just it's the trickle-down effect. Instead, ESPN invested in it. And while I wish at times, they, and do think they can continue to do better, 
I'd like to see the championship series every single game on ABC. Sure. I've said that before. I'll say it again until I'm blue in the face. But they have taken they have taken an interest in it. And guess what? Then guess what happens around here? Oklahoma softball is great. People are talking about it. Our text line is flooded. What's going on with Oklahoma softball? If you take that similar approach with college baseball, with which at times ESPN has done, but certainly not on the debate show side, the more seriously they take it and promote it, then it just, yes, it has naturally that effect. Preach, Pastor Helmer. Preach. I did promise something this segment, though, and I'm all about paying off my teases. It's my mid-year resolution that I've made. February, March, April, May, six. June 1 is a time where I reset and do my uh, new resolutions. And my new resolutions pay off every tease. Toby caught up with Tanner Treadway after the game down on the field. Tanner Treadway. He's right over here. There he is. Hat on backwards. Hey, Tread, you got a second? Tanner Treadway. Maybe the game of his life today and the biggest game of your life. Congratulations. How about it out there? Uh, it was it was uh, unbelievable. It was really special. And, um, you know, these guys are a band of brothers, and, and we're, we're just so excited to be going home all. What are you feeling right now? I'm uh, just a little emotional, um, you know, being my last year and stuff. And um, I'm just glad to be doing it with these guys. You know, this is a really special group, and we've been doubted all year, you know, and now now we're here. So it's we're going to make a statement. They pounded you pretty good yesterday. And for you and PG to come out and kind of send a message in the first inning today, it had to be an uplift for everyone. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we wanted we wanted to set the tone. And, uh, you know, we both fortunately got some good pitches to do it with. And uh, today was just about battling, you know, everybody on the mound, uh, at the box, just battle for everything. And that's what we did. How about KP over there making plays and left? Oh, yeah. You know Kenny makes those plays. <laughs> I, anytime a ball is hit, I know Kenny's got a chance. He, he yeah. can really run. He's a great outfielder. Think you got a shot once you get there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we made it this far. We yeah. might as well go do the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Tanner. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> That's a great line from only, Major League. There's only, only one, one thing, thing left, left to, do, to do, baby. Go win the whole bleeping thing. <laughs> love it. Jake Taylor, by the way. He's on my all uh, Mount Rushmore of catchers in movies. Him and Bull Durham. I'll take any other candidates to go with them. Who is the guy in Field of Dreams that was the catcher? He might be on my catcher Mount Rushmore in movies. All right, quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up hour number two with some of your air comfort solutions. Texts before the top five stories today presented by Newcastle Casino. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. <laughs> Kendall writes, I have a bone to pick with Toby. He was interviewing Treadaway after the game and asked him if he thought they have a shot in Omaha. Seemed like a less than confident question. Maybe I took the question wrong, Boomer Sooner. Yes, you took the question wrong, Kendall. Yeah, you absolutely you, you did. You absolutely did. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to tell you how to feel about things, but, I mean, I I, I would kind of ask Jocelyn all the same thing. You had an OKC? Feel like you got a shot? I mean, I just think it's it's a way to let them share their confidence. Right. I don't think, I don't think Toby is going there like, are you going to get me confident about this? Come we on. Kendall, let me uh, – this is this is broadcast 101 for you, okay? <laughs> this is what we in the biz uh, talk about when you're the in biz school. biz we call show. The, the, the biz of school and things. It's called a loaded question in, uh, in uh, communication, journalism school. It's uh, to drive a response, which ding, ding, ding. 
Hey, can I throw out one more thing? I, I mentioned I wanted to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text, and there's a lot of good ones. But, guys, quit falling for these fake things on Facebook. And I don't know how Facebook lets it happen. But I'm looking at a picture that has Patty Gasso photoshopped behind a T-shirt that literally is the worst-looking T-shirt I've ever seen in my life, added with the worst-looking Photoshop I've ever seen in my life. And yet, I mean, I don't, I don't get how they allow these scams to happen. I mean, it's clearly not Patty Gasso holding up the shirt, Josh. Have you seen this that I'm talking about? No. Will you send it to me, please? Yeah, I'm going to look for it right now because it shows up nonstop. I just happened to, I just happened to open up Facebook uh, last night, and I still think my all-time favorite was the Jalen Hurts. Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm going to send it to you right now. Tell me how fake this looks to you. It's got I me. Mean, Patty looks stunning but i mean it's still it's fake <laughs> it's a photoshopped picture of her holding a t-shirt that i mean i just i don't get Wait, did you get it okay just came through all right take a look at it <laughs> yes what I are mean, we even doing I love, what are we even doing i love that in the loves field mock-up. right loves field is in the back background of it too right <laughs> It's actually, I mean, don't I mean, encourage him. I'm not going to say it's very well. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the greatest, but it's not the worst. I've I've seen bad. Uh, I still the the Jalen Hurts one holding up the uh, blanket was my all time favorite. All time favorite. All right, Newcastle top five stories of the day next, right here on the Home of Cedar Fans.